0: Welcome to the Big Fellas Podcast, where we chop it up about all things past, present, and future about the game of basketball, where facts, stats, and context reign supreme. That is blasphemous. Sometimes it gets crazy, but we always keep it real. Always keep it real. Get ready to learn from players, coaches, and fans from all levels of the game, and see the court in a brand new way. And now, fresh off the sidelines, here's your host, John Hartofillis. What to do, fellas, and welcome to the Big Fellas Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, J.H., coming to you from New York City, the mecca of basketball. Today, I'm joined by Jefferson Mason, head skills trainer at Dr. Dish Basketball. Coach Mason and I discuss being the face of the Dr. Dish brand, his expert advice on becoming a knockdown shooter, and his personal journey transitioning from player to coach. We've got a good one in store for you today, fellas. Episode number 18, Jefferson Mason, Dr. Dish Basketball. Coach Mason, what's going on? Not
1: much. How are you doing, John?
0: Great, great. Thanks for asking. I'm really excited to have you on the show. I think we're going to have a really good talk.
1: Awesome. Yeah, I'm really excited to be here as well. Basketball is my thing. So anytime I have an opportunity to talk about it, um, I'm going to run with that for sure.
0: Awesome, awesome. So just to start off, can you kind of just walk us through your playing career?
1: Yeah, definitely. So born and raised in Minneapolis, Minnesota here, went to high school, um, ended up going and playing Division One basketball out in Northern Colorado in the Big Sky. So um, fun fact about the Big Sky Conference, that's where Damian Lillard played. Uh, He's killing it right now in the playoffs last game or so, not really, but um, he's been on fire. He played at Weber State, which is the same conference. Uh, That's kind of the claim to fame. So Played there for a couple of years and then transferred over to Minnesota State Mankato uh, where I finished my last two years. Uh, really, 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 really good successful two years with my teammates and my coaches there. Uh, we won a lot of games and went to the Final Four uh, Division Two. So I was an All-American there, won a ton of different awards uh, because of the success that we had. And that led me to the opportunity to play professional basketball. So played for about five years after that, making stops in uh, Germany, Luxembourg. Turkey, uh, Romania, uh, played in the Middle East for a little bit, all over, all over. I also played in uh, the NBA D-League. It's the G-League now, but when I played, it was the D-League for the Dallas Mavericks. So had a chance to bounce around and play all over the place and, um, you know, maximize my skill set as far as I could. And, um, you know, after that, transition to Dr. Just Basketball.
0: That's awesome. And obviously, one of the most interesting things you've done is is playing all over the world. What was that kind of like for you, whether it's a story about like the first shock you had of being overseas or or something like that?
1: Yeah, so for me, it was a lifelong dream to play professional basketball. I didn't know if uh, I had the skill set or would even get the opportunity. But um, like I said, had a really good last year, thankful to my coaches and my teammates. Um, They made a lot of that happen. But Um, fell into a really good situation my rookie year and went over to Germany and I think the biggest thing for me was learning the culture and obviously you know language barrier I I would tell people wondering everybody asked me how was it you know playing with uh, people that couldn't speak English so on and so forth and in actuality almost everywhere in uh, the world they speak English especially younger people they learn it in school so it's not something that we have to do in the states so much, or actually learn it. But in other state, other countries, I should say, they actually learn the English language, so they can speak two to three different languages, which is a little bit different. So everywhere I played, um, my teammates and my coaches, for the most part, they spoke English. The people in the city spoke English. There was a, um, you know, some issues with communicating, but not really that bad. So that was a, the main thing that I was worried about. It. I had to adjust to right away was was the culture and um, the way that they lived. But for me, I was focused on basketball. I was number one in understanding the level of play, understanding, you know, the work ethic that I had to put in uh, to be a pro player and what that felt like. And so my first year was a great transition. I played with a couple guys that I really knew. And, um, you know, from there, it kind of took off. I was very fortunate to be in a great situation with a great club uh, program. We had a lot of success in that helped me get you know my second contract and and that was kind of uh, the motto just continue to to grow and play and and have an opportunity to explore um, as much of Europe and and other spaces that I could so I was very fortunate to play as long as I did Um, you know I personally made the decision myself to stop playing basketball it wasn't an injury or lack of opportunity it was I kind of wanted to pivot and move in a different way and um, was healthy throughout my entire career had a lot of success and was very thankful for that so um enjoyed my time and my teammates and learning a little bit of the different languages and the cultures like I said and um it was definitely a blessing for sure.
0: That's super interesting and when you bring up that decision you had to come to I've had a lot obviously a lot of coaches on and they all talk about the moment when they realized that it was to be their lifestyle going forward what did that decision kind of boil down to for you?
1: Yeah so for me I um, I always done a ton of training essentially even in college I did but you know when I finished up in college and I I started playing professionally I would come back during the summers um, and do a ton of training. Uh, I got hooked up with some really cool people over at the Minnesota Timberwolves and Lynx and and built a lot of relationship and um, actually had an opportunity to work out with the Minnesota Timberwolves and and, uh, you know for preseason but that introduced me to a lot of people um, you know, on, on, on their management side, and, and that led me to an opportunity to meet some people uh, for the youth academy over there. Um, so I started directing camps and clinics for youth players. Um, started directing uh, clinics and camps on behalf of some of the Timberwolves and Lynx players: Lindsey Whalen, Zach Levine, um, you know, Simone Augustus, on and on and on. So that gave me an opportunity to get my foot in the door of understanding what it took to be a coach or to be a trainer, in um, to help. Um, teach the game of basketball rather than play the game of basketball myself. So I took you know those five, six, seven years that I was playing professional basketball and then also doing the training to kind of grow in who I was and see if it was something that I liked and I enjoyed. it for me, I always loved uh, working with kids and being around kids, uh, and so it was a natural transition for me. You know when I finished up playing basketball, and you know to be honest with you, I didn't know that I wanted to. Um, know be a a trainer or a coach or anything like that it was just something that came natural, and obviously with the opportunity with Dr. Dish I do a million and one things for for Dr. Dish um, in in training and coaching is is one piece of it but um, just the opportunity that I had to learn and then pair that with what we're doing at Dr. Dish has become um, a really cool thing and and a, a blessing and an opportunity that you know I wouldn't trade for anything.
0: That's awesome, and especially considering that you're the director of both the Timberwolves and the uh, Youth Academy, and you're kind of around the grassroots level one day, and then you're with Zach Levine the next, who's just a freak athlete, and obviously that's coming right off the uh, dunk contest that he had, um, like right around that, probably around that time when you were doing that, which is, which is really cool. Obviously, a lot of the stuff you do is, is, is related to shooting, but when you were playing, you had a huge emphasis on just kind of being a well-rounded player and just doing everything so you won the defensive player of the year and then you were um, top 10 in six different statistical categories in the whole league so kind of what does that mean to you to be not just a shooter not not just one thing but be well versed and and be well rounded.
1: Yeah I mean for me it was just something that I I hung my hat on. I always tell um, my young players that I work with that um, if you can be good um, or great at a lot of different things you're going to have a lot more opportunities to play for different coaches on different levels. Um, obviously, shooting is a premier skill that um, people need to learn uh, amongst others. But for me, um, some of the smaller things with rebounding and steals and, and defense and so on and so forth, I think a lot of that just is your effort, your energy, um, your attitude towards the game of basketball. Scoring is obviously fun. Uh, I did a ton of that, but and, and that's what you know people love to see. But I think the dirty work is what leads to the, the wins and the team success. And I understood that. Um, if I was willing to get down and dirty and and do some of the things that other people would want to do, hopefully my teammates would follow along and they would do that. But that would also give us an opportunity to win. Uh, My understanding of the game of basketball since I was younger was, you know, if I score 25 or 30 points and we lose, it really doesn't mean much. Uh, Maybe some pats on the back, a high five here or there, people saying, hey, you're great. But at the end of the day, lead to success that doesn't lead to banners that doesn't lead to championships and and I've always been a winner and that's something that I stood by in high school college even my professional level I'm gonna do whatever it takes to get things done if you need me to play defense if you need me to rebound distribute the basketball um, you know score the basketball whatever it is I can get it done so when I trained and I worked out I just made sure that I, that I focused on all those different skill sets um, honestly I, I wish I would have been a better shooter overall I think if I was a better shooter, I would have been able to play at a higher level, um, had a little bit more success and and the game would have been a little bit easier. And that's what I preach now looking back. But, um, you know, for me, I I just really wanted to maximize my skill set and the talent that I had. And and one of those things was just to to rebound, play defense, get assists, you know, steals, blocks, all that type of stuff, along with, you know, scoring the basketball as well
0: bringing that energy every time you're on the court is something that obviously helped you out in your playing career, but also carries over to your, to your life now as a coach, because you're always going to give a hundred percent and that's kind of what's brought you to where you are today. So that's, that's great. Um, and, and like you were saying about Dr. Dish partnership manager, marketing lead, product captain, head basketball coach, you wear a lot of hats. What is your main thing at Dr. Dish and what kind of is your role there?
1: Well, biggest thing for me that that I work on is kind of uh, brand building. So uh, we want to continue to get our brand, the Dr. Dish brand out there um, all around the world. Obviously, we want to help as many players and coaches, uh, parents out there with our shooting machine, but also the content that we create. You know, the game is more than just one skill. Um, It's a combination of a million different things. And and what we do at Dr. Dish is, it's come out with incredible blog posts, motivational pieces that help players along the way. I have tremendous experiences. There's other people within our company that played basketball too, that have tremendous experiences. And, and we work and hear stories from other people that have had tremendous experiences. And we just want to share that out to everybody because you never know what a player or a coach is dealing with, what's holding them back from uh, their full potential and success. And so for me, I just want to be able to get that knowledge out to everybody. I want Dr. Just to stand for something more than just shooting. Um, and that's what we focus on. And so that's a big part of, of what I do as the brand building, but then also the content creation. You know, a lot of the, the encore stuff I work with are um, high-level trainers. I work with um, our coaches internally at, at Dr. Dish to create really cool drills with the machines and even without the machines that players and coaches can do, looking at the game in a different perspective and, and also showing the importance of maximizing your, you know, your time on the court, a skill development, and what that means for players and coaches alike. It's something that the last few years I think has picked up quite a bit, but prior to that, it had been lost. Um, you know, just with AAU and players playing multiple sports and so on and so forth. So we really dove into the skill development piece, which I really focus on, and then also to working with some of the best of the best out there. I work on the partnership side, so I get to communicate and work with some of the best trainers in. Uh, America and across the globe. I, I get to work with college coaches, um, prep school coaches, high school coaches, and I get to learn the game of basketball. Because um, I've been blessed with the platform of Dr. Dish, I can share all this knowledge that, that I've uh, you know been able to gather and then also give others the opportunity to share the cool nuggets that they have too as well. because again, at the end of the day we want to help players and coaches you know reach their maximum potential.
0: That's great. And obviously you're doing great things at Dr. Dish, but also the blog posts are incredibly interesting. I've read a few of them. And just kind of off that point of, of getting that knowledge out there for people, what are your biggest tips on improving your shot in the off season? Obviously with the pandemic, that's a huge thing that people have a lot of time to put shots up, but maybe they're not doing it the best way.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think the biggest thing is figuring out um, the mechanics in your how comfortable you are with your shot. Obviously, if you've worked with a trainer or you just have a natural smooth stroke, Uh, then you're, you know, you're heading in the right direction. But um, getting as many reps in as possible is going to be the biggest thing. That's why we push our shooting machines so much Is you know, you can get in the gym um, or be at home in your driveway and and get up a couple hundred shots in in an hour or so. Or you could get on a shooting machine and get a couple hundred shots up in 10 minutes or less, um, maybe five minutes even. And so you're maximizing your time on the court. When you're making adjustments to your shot, whether that's You know, not using your thumb to flick the basketball, or getting your elbow in, or transitioning and loading up the basketball. It takes a lot of reps to become comfortable with that. So if you're only able to get up 100 reps or so a day, it's gonna take a little bit more time to feel better with that. Um, And that's something that I talk to my players that come into the the dish side all the time. Is when we make adjustments, they're a little bit iffy about it because they know there's gonna be a transition process where they maybe uh, are missing more shots or they don't feel comfortable. But if we can get a ton of reps up, we can go game-like, which is something that we, we preach all the time, and put them in specific situations in which they'll have to shoot the basketball, we're going to give them an opportunity to become better and more comfortable. And so one of the biggest things that I always tell my players in the offseason is when you have downtime, when you have the opportunity to really self-reflect and look at where your skills are at, you should do that uh, and be really real with yourself. Talk with your coaches, talk with your trainers, watch film and figure out where you're struggling at, you know, is it your shot form? Is it your base? Is it you not being comfortable uh, sh- shooting set shots? Or is it you're not comfortable shooting on the move? Um, and figuring out where your weaknesses are so that you can continue to build on that along with your strengths.
0: That's awesome. And so I coach at Xavier High School in downtown Manhattan, and we have our own Dr. Dish. I've had it for a few years. It's, it works great. I, lo- I saw that there's uh, that new CT model that you guys just uh, released a little while ago. What's the kind of difference there? And what's that like for you guys?
1: I'll tell you what, man, we have taken it to the next level with the Dr. Diss CT It is crazy. So that has a 15.6 inch touchscreen uh, in which plays video, displays all the stats. So what we wanted to do was take all of the, 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 uh, the drill video, the workout videos, the programs that we have in our training management system uh, that come with all of our, 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 our machines, we wanted to make that accessible on the machine display screen. And so what players, and coaches can do now is they literally can access uh, drills from college coaches, uh, professional trainers, our Dr. Dish coaches, including myself, and watch these videos firsthand and learn what these individual skills are, what these small uh, group drills are, watch and learn, and then go out and execute it on the court. So it's a great teaching uh, piece for coaches that are looking for new drills, new skills to work on, and for also players. You know, a lot of times, Uh, guys or girls will get in the gym and they'll get a ton of shots up and then they really don't know what to do. They don't know how to set goals. Uh, They don't know what drills they could do for shooting. Maybe it's just standstill shooting from three or four spots. But what we do is we open up a variety of options for players to get comfortable and understand where they need to develop their game, whether that's a five-star shooting drill, uh, whether that's a curl or flare shooting drill, if that's a stationary shooting drill, rhythm shooting drill, quick security drill. I mean, we have a million and one different shooting drills along with uh, non-shooting drills that the machine um, has on there for players access. So, again, you can go to the machine and, and, and say, I don't even want to do something shooting-wise. I want to work on my agility or my ball handling, and there will be a video that will pop up, almost like uh, Peloton or, or P90X, and you're going to be able to go along with the trainer and learn that drill. And so, again, it's a great teaching tool for players to get that live, almost live interaction right there on the spot um, while also holding themselves accountable, which is huge. Um, that's something that I personally teach, and, and obviously Dr. Dish as well, but we want to hold players accountable every single time they step into the gym. And, and some players might, may not like to hear that, but that's how you're going to have success over time is hitting the different goals, whether that's makes or takes. Um, it could be street drill, drill, shooting and making five in a row before moving to the next location. All these things add a little bit more pressure to the player and also... Messes with their mind a little bit and puts a little bit more pressure on them. So the CT machine, along with our other ones, uh, possess all those abilities, but the CT is just taking it to the next level where you can train in a variety of ways. And um, you know, it's an incredible machine. I really wish I had something like that when I was younger.
0: That, that's great, and it's obviously must be so useful to, and to keep guys accountable, and, that, and that's super important, especially during a time like now where you know you can't really be on top of your players. Like I, I, I have Zoom calls with them all the time, but it's not the same for me to be on top of them and. And, and the CT allows you to do that. So that's awesome. And like you're saying, how you're able to track shots, whether you're a coach, a or parent, or, or even if you're tracking yourself as a player. How does that, tr- um, in terms of tracking players, directly correlate to player and team success?
1: Oh, it, it 110%. I mean, I can give you an example for myself. I thought that I was always a better shooter than I actually was and until I got to professional level and I really started to track the amount of shots I was taking and making in practice. I didn't realize that I needed to put in more work. You know, obviously, when you get in the gym and your coaches are watching and you're shooting shots um, and people aren't really keeping track of the numbers, you know, if you streak a few in a row here, it looks great. If you miss a few in a row, it goes, you know, out in one ear and out the other ear, and you don't really think about it. But what you can do with tracking statistics over time is you can start to see where your success rate is on the basketball court. And what I do with all my players is, is we shoot from all over the place in different situations. And we look at the numbers, and it'll, it'll show all the time where our strengths and our weaknesses after we do it multiple times. And I have players that think that they're incredible shooting from the corner and realize that that's their weakest spot. I have players that say, hey, my favorite shot's the top of the key, and, and don't realize that, you know, maybe the wings, they're a little bit better. And so it's, it's to help players understand where their strengths and their weaknesses are depending on the situation. It also helps coaches out as well. I don't want to be drawing a play for little Johnny or you know little Beth uh, for a corner shot if he or she can never hit that, and I may have a player that can shoot that shot better. Um, that's just not coaching smart, you know. Obviously, you know in our head we want to assume or think that we know who the best is here or there um, or what our players are capable of, but again the numbers don't lie. That's why the NBA and college are so deep into analytics is because the numbers never lie. So if you have a player that is one for 10 from the corner and you need to to draw up a play for somebody to hit a shot in the corner, you're probably not going to have that one for 10 player. You're going to have a player that you believe confidently can knock it down. Well, having those numbers at hand or at least seeing the progress a player is making over time is going to help you make better decisions. If you have a team that is terrible at shooting, you need to work on it. That's going to help you out and get them in the gym and motivate. Hey guys, we're not making shots. And we can see that here with the machine. And then, likewise, I got to start to make sure that I'm running my offense the right way. You have to adjust. And one thing that Coach K said that he does best is when his players come in, they have to not only adjust somewhat to his coaching structure, but he also has to adjust to them as a player. If he was to force him to do everything that he wanted to do, he would not be able to get the most out of each one of those players. And then ultimately, Um, you know you're going to lose some success winning games and and, and fluidity on the basketball court so um, there's a give and a take with it but understanding your players strengths and weaknesses is going to be a big thing and our shooting machines hold players and also coaches accountable to that
0: that's great and especially uh, when you're considering the fact that it, it might seem obvious that okay if this guy shoots a higher percentage from three, he's a better shooter than this guy, but that's not always the case. That might be because of the volume of shots he's taking or because of where he's taking them from or because he's better at catching shoot while this guy's taking mostly off the dribble shots. So having that knowledge of, okay, well, these are the spots that these guys are the best at. These are the side they are best at catching the ball and, and, all, the, and all those uh, small details. While people might think that they're that they're just small numbers, they, they really can change an entire game when uh when the right coaching staff gets a hold of them. So what kind of now is next for for you and for Dr. Dish there in terms of oh, so you have this great CT model. What what are the steps for the future now?
1: Yeah, we're just continuing to try to add to our machine. You know, the cool thing about you know, all the machines we call them our smart models. Everything is driven by the different software that we have in there. And the cool thing about Our CT is it's almost like a cell phone. Anytime we make updates to the machine, uh, whether that we're adding new features, um, you know, all of the machines that are on the field, they're going to get updated with that. So everybody's going to be able to get a newer version of the machine every single time uh, we have one of those software updates. So it's not like your machine is going to be outdated in a year. And that's a cool thing uh, for, for, for me, you know, that we can continue to help not only our new customers, but also the customers that have been with us for the long run. But we want to continue to add value to everything that we're doing. I think with Dr. Dish, we're never satisfied. I mean, at the end of the day, the game of basketball is evolving. Players want more, coaches want more. They want competitive advantages. They want to figure out how they can take their team and their players to the next level. And it's our goal uh, at Dr. Dish to figure out what all these different things that they need to, to do are. Uh, and that's why we, you know, we talk with coaches all the time. We talk with players, we talk with parents, um, and we work with a ton of basketball minds because we want to stay in the loop on how the game is evolving and where it's heading. And so I think, you know, for Dr. Dish, we want to continue to create products that are actually beneficial for players and coaches. I mean, if you ask anybody that has a Dr. Dish right now, they'll say, yeah, it's enhanced our training in one way or another, or it's helped our players out tremendously. And that's a feedback that we want to hear. Uh, and if there's anything else that coaches say, like, man, this would be awesome, we, we bring it back to our team and, and they start to work on it and see if it's something that we can we can do. So, again, pushing the envelope on, on um, you know, what we're providing to our customers and making sure that our product is is top tier and, um, you know, also evolving in the right way is, is always a goal of ours. So uh, I'm proud to be a part of that and creating new content and everything on my end and our team. I think that's what just keeps us going every single day.
0: That's great, and I mean, obviously, it's a great synopsis on just kind of what makes Shot Doctor different and what makes them stand out. Just to wrap up, one more kind of more fun topic. Uh, so, your Minnesota Timberwolves you got the number one pick in the NBA draft. What was it like for you, kind of getting that? Because that's obviously, I mean, you guys have had some great luck getting the number one pick in, in Youngtown over the last few years. But also, who do you want to see them take with that pick?
1: Well, well, first off, super excited myself. I'm a diehard Minnesota Timberwolves fan. Anything Minnesota, I'm diehard. And when we're terrible, I still stick with the team. Um, that's just kind of who I am. But getting the number one pick is obviously amazing. Something to to be super excited about. You know, obviously, I wish that maybe last year we would have got the number one pick or the year before because, um, you know, in hindsight, there's some really incredible players that have come out the last couple of years. But obviously, you never know what uh, the new draft class is, is capable of. And and I know that there's a, a few guys at the top of the list that uh, we potentially could grab that that have Um, you know a bright future ahead of them so who knows what the Minnesota Timberwolves are going to do I just hope that they make the best decision and it's um, you know the piece that we need to get over the hump we have some really good young talented players you know we got D'Lo you know this past year and he's incredible really good friends with currently Towns who's our cornerstone a fantastic basketball player and then we have a a million other pieces around them that are developing and getting better Um, and Ryan Saunders is an incredible coach so I just hope that we get a piece that fits or we make the right decision that's going to help us get back to the playoffs um, and obviously compete, um, you know, on a nightly basis. So, uh, you know, I, I'm i interested in LaMelo Ball. I, I know that there's a ton of things around him that may be a headache and he could be a banger or a bust. And um, you just never know, but he's very enticing. I think he's very skilled. Um, I think he brings a lot of energy and a lot of uh, that, that ick that it or cool factor that, you know, maybe we need um, with the Wolves. And, and I think excitement. I think people are in, in the city are looking for an exciting team to watch, and, and he may add that for us. But, but again, we got to find the best player, and, and I know the coaching staff will do their due diligence to make sure that they figure that out. Anthony Edwards, Edwards is another guy that I'm high on, too. I think that he's amazing. And um, there's some good picks in there. So whether we use that pick to get a player or – Uh, use it for a trade I don't know what they're going to do but hopefully make the right decision it's something that you and I can look back on and say hey that was the game changer to to help propel the Minnesota Timberwolves in in the right direction
0: that's great and yeah you you never know what they'll do with the pick whether they actually use it or or trade it and obviously this draft isn't as top heavy the drafts in the last uh, year or two but obviously some great young players and uh, hopefully the Timberwolves have a bright future ahead of them
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, you look at guys like Luca and Trey, um, I mean, the list goes on, Zion this past year, just there's been some really, really, really high level players that have bright futures if they stay healthy ahead of them. And you can only hope that uh, being that we have the number one pick uh, in a lot of options that we can get, um, you know, a franchise changing player to pair up with Cap, who's been great for us as well. Uh, to propel us again to the next level. You have to have two to three really good players or stars on your team now to compete in the West or to even compete for the playoffs or a championship. Um, and so I, I really feel like pairing a really good player, getting a traded player in to pair with D'Lo and Kat and some of the other guys that we have could potentially put us over the hump, but only time will tell. And again, you know, we could be down on this draft and some of the best players could come out of it or, We could be down in the draft and be like, man, we didn't get anything out of this with the number one pick and and not get another one pick for another 10 years. So who really knows? The pressure's not on me. I'm not making the decision. I'm just a fan that can be happy or mad either way, but I'm looking forward to it regardless.
0: That's awesome. And you're definitely a really bright, promising young core that will hopefully only get better from here. So Coach Mason, thank you so much for coming on. I really enjoyed our conversation and wish you all the best going forward.
1: Thank you, I appreciate it. And for more information on our shooting machines, be sure to visit us at uh, drdishbasketball.com on all of our social channels, uh, Dr. Dish B-Ball. So you'll see a ton of cool content. You'll see our machines in action. Uh, If you have any questions, feel free to message us on there. But um, incredible product, check us out, whether you're looking for something at home or for your school. But I definitely appreciate you taking the time to have me on, John, a good chat. Uh, I love talking basketball, and hopefully, we can do it again.
0: Thanks for listening to the Big Fellas Podcast. Check us out on all major social media platforms at Big Fellas Pod to join the chop up. You can also listen to us on every podcast platform on the planet. Stay tuned for the next episode, Big Fellas.